A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps to detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The biggest convention of its kind ever in the UK, Wrestling Media Con 2018 is heading to Manchester on the 8th and 9th of September. Wrestling Media Con 2018 will feature live wrestling shows from Revolution Pro and Impact Wrestling, meet and greet with all the talent, panel discussions from the likes of Inside the Ropes, and workshops on how to get into the world of professional wrestling from former WWE writers and bookers. There will also be guest matches from Defiant, NGW and an NWA World's title defense by Nick Aldis taped for £10 of gold. Other names announced for Wrestling MediaCon 2018 include The Wrestling Observer's Dave Meltzer, Colt Cabana, Sean Waltman, Cultaholic, Botchamania, myself and Ollie from the Wrestle Ramble, and many more to be announced. Wrestling MediaCon comes to the Bowlers Exhibition Center in Manchester, England on the 8th and 9th of September. Tickets are available now from WrestlingMediaCon.com. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Wrestle Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined in a Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 t-shirt wearing... Luke Owen. Hello, Swap Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis, on the hottest day of the year so far in 2018. How the devil are you? Ever. If this was WWE, would be saying, it's the hottest day in wrestling history. This is the hottest heat I've ever seen. <laughs> I was like, but it isn't. It's not. What? It's a hot day. Just say it's a hot day, man. Yeah, man, totally. But how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, the reason I referenced your Guardians t-shirt, I'm sorry I didn't wear my I Am Groot one. Oh, For we... podcast listeners. Yeah, I was going to say, we would have been... God, that would have been quite the clash, really, wouldn't it? We'd have been so guardians up, mm. so MCU'd up. But what we've got a treat for you next Wednesday, pod folks. What are they called again? Pod, uh, the pod swafters. Pod swafters. Well, the, well the pod swafters are people who only listen to yes, the podcast. and after swafters. And after swafters. So and, all of those. And swaf nation. And swaf nation. Just the all-encompassing swaf nation. Um, we are going to see an advanced screening of Avengers Infinity War. Uh, yes, we are. Yes. Get in. And uh, we will give you a review of the film at the end of Wednesday's podcast. So it'll be in the podcast outro only because 
this is a wrestling show <laughs> and we're not allowed to talk too much about movies but we thought this is worth it we're I'm, very excited we're very very excited i am stoked to see it because as we talked about on this podcast previously i was a bit concerned that I was going away for the weekend when it was released. And I might not be able to... Funny enough, my wife listened to that episode and she she actually happened to drop it in passing. As I mentioned that we might be going to an advanced um, screening of it. She was like, oh, when were you going to ask me if we could go see it in Hastings? I was like, well, I, I, I was waiting. I didn't want to broach the subject just yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think she would have done it. Think- Does she get angry? Does she bring up any other things? That we say on the podcast? Not really. I think I've misquoted her a couple of times. Right. Which she has then corrected me on. And then I've tried to say the correction and I've always also misquoted her there. So I'm trying now to either just not quote her or if I am going to quote her, just quote her correctly. That could be her her like a little misname. Misquote. <laughs> little misquote. <laughs> little misquote. <laughs> so uh, we haven't got much time today. Well, I was gonna, have you got uh, much planned for the weekend? For your because it's a I hot doing? weekend as well. Well, I'm finally going to go and see the Isle of Dogs. I know oh, you're a well, huge yeah. Wes Anderson fan. Oh my god, I know what I'm doing. I'm going to Secret Cinema tomorrow evening. Oh, of course you are. You're going to see Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Yeah, it's not so secret these days. No, it's not. Oh, I remember the days when you didn't know what film it was, but <laughs> you could you could eat you could. You could easily figure it out. Yeah. And if you didn't, you could ask your friend Susie, who sleeps with the people there. Yeah, and yes. she will tell you if you are a Blade Runner. Mm. Like tears in the rain. Yeah, so I'm very much looking forward to that. Usually, I mean, I've seen Blade Runner quite a lot quite recently. So I'm, I'm going more for the experience. Whereas, you know, like Doctor Strangelove, I was genuinely excited about seeing Doctor Strangelove again. Mm. I haven't really got a Blade Runner itch to scratch no but the the overall immersive thing's gonna be cool for everyone who doesn't know by the way i don't think they've done a u.s-based one they haven't i don't think uh that secret cinema is this enormous immersive theater thing where they take a movie as a source and then they riff off it and create a large warehouse full of interactive experiences and actors everyone goes dressed up because they've been told in advance kind of what to wear. And you just walk around talking to actors who are from the film, not from the film, but actors playing characters from the film, and they have a little uh, narrative weaving through that. You drink a lot of overly priced alcohol you and cocktails. You spend a lot of money on these things. And then at the end you watch the movie, and then if you so desire, you have a little bit of a boogie. Yes, so... um the Back to the Future one they did, that was kind of like their their birth into this new era of Secret Cinema when they were doing these ginormous, immersive theatre experiences. It was, it was, now it feels like arena WrestleManias, whereas before <laughs> yeah. it used to be little, little WrestleManias. Exactly, yeah. And it was like, they essentially took over the Olympic Park and turned it into Hill Valley. Mm. The uh, the t-shirt I was wearing on yesterday's Wrestle Ramble was from uh, that. You're, you're going to the Hill Valley Town Fair to celebrate the 70th anniversary of the clock tower going up. And then you watch, watch the movie... Put like portray like projected against the uh, the clock tower, and I I I didn't think the preamble stuff was particularly great, but it was the best live experience I've ever had watching a film. It was mm. absolutely stunning. I still think the pinnacle they've done though is their Ghostbusters one, which was a much more small scale one, but I had so much fun. Well, my favourite one was back was Miller's Crossing, 
when they didn't announce what it was. <laughs> God, you're so, uh, and it was such like a such nice. A it was also choice. the first one I went to, <laughs> and it was early in my my lady's uh, relationship. Oh, yeah, so that was nice. It's quite sweet, really. But uh, sta- I mean, the Star Wars one. Oh, Star Wars was great. I didn't gr- cry, a- but I had a leak in my face. A gr- the, the film, like, because usually they hang- they have the actors actually like act out scenes in front of you as well while the film is going on. They didn't quite nail that with uh, with the Empire Strikes Back, but the preamble where you essentially just live through uh, a new hope was just stunning like you and i have talked about on previous podcasts that yeah a, a little there were some onions nearby someone was making mm. a lasagna there was an inflammation in my tear crying glands. in there it was it, i mean it was raining in there. <laughs> i just straight up said i was crying in <laughs> when uh i mean we can spoil it now because they're not going to do it again when a life-sized x-wing dropped from the ceiling not drop that not dropped. Flew in. Flew in. That sounds health and safety yeah. hazards. Uh, it was yes. lowered in. It was, uh, it was incredible. And it then they was did 28 Days Later, which I think is up there with the best. Well, I, I couldn't go to that one because Terrifying. my wife was... My wife just said I'd be too scared and I wouldn't have fun. Wimp. <laughs> and Moulin Rouge, which I really enjoyed. Yeah, I thought that was I was so ill. Told that story you before, have. yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yes, that's what I'm doing. What about you? Um, my wife and I are training for our Canada trip. So because we are because we're going to Canada for our honeymoon. Quite a, let's say three, four months away, though. Granted, right? but we're basically walking from Vancouver to Calgary and walking around all the, the national parks. And we're like camping for 10 days. You're going to drop in on my man, Don. I could Don drop Callis. in on yeah, I could because he's in Calgary, isn't he? Or he's is he in Winnipeg? Winnipeg, yeah. Go for a swim in his evil villain <laughs> pool. So we've got to like we we basically decided we need to start doing some training, some walking training, getting used to walking long distances over a period of time. So we are walking. It doesn't sound quite as um uh, as dramatic or as picturesque as from Vancouver to Calgary, but we are going to walk from Uxbridge to Watford. And stopping pubs along the way. That's what Canadians say when they come over here. <laughs> exactly. Why, what are you doing with your mini moon or whatever freaking hell you're this, this going is, on? This is our actual honeymoon. This is your full moon. Yeah, this is our yeah, full moon, yeah. This is your blue moon. Um, and but it's... do you not worry that your your wife, who's got rather tiny legs, is gonna, she's going to have to put a lot more work in? Well, perhaps she will do. We're going to find out. This is why we're doing the training, right. you see. And it's good that we're like it's going to be a really hot day on Saturday because it's around the same sort of temperature. We're expecting it to be in Canada when we go across in August. So it's also extra extra bit of training. So I'm I'm, I'm quite excited. And as I said, we're stopping in pubs along the way. So that is it's always a benefit. Segways. Oh you right! Could... I thought you. I thought you were using no. saying a segue to go into another segment. That as well. <laughs> Should we get on with the show? Where we are just seven or six days out from the biggest Royal Rumble match in history. It's more Rumble than ever. It's more greatest than ever. It's the greatest Royal Rumble pay per view or network special How show. Most expensive house show ever on the WWE network. I mean, have you seen the stage? Yes, it looks like a mini mini well, mania. I tell you what, here's the, the the word on the stages. So if you haven't seen it, it's on today's uh no, sorry, not today's today we recorded it. If you go back to Thursday's news episode, you can see the uh, the stage designs on there. So these stage designs were sort of leaked earlier this year, and the people that are really like into WWE set designs and that's like what their Twitter profiles are designed for, I guess. To They're be out there obsessive over that. 
everyone thought it was a WrestleMania design because it's so huge and grand. Everyone was like, oh, that must be the WrestleMania um, entranceway. It's remarkable because you, you say Saudi Arabia to what to me, and I think one thing, and that's subtlety. <laughs> and and they, they have completely blown me away by, by doing this enormous set. I remember seeing these images a few, uh, about a month ago, actually, uh, when they first surfaced. And yeah, like you said, and I was like, no, those are fake. Because it, when I saw them, they were, oh, look, here's the greatest Royal Rumble set. It was like the schematics. Mm. And that, that the consensus was, don't be ridiculous. It's not even a pay-per-view. It's, but it's now they're building Ginormous. I reckon we're going to get two shows this year with Pyro. Wow. I mean, that's when you know WWE are in the money. It's because they're pushing the pyro, they're pushing the pyro boat out. Mm. Uh, so the controversy relates to, to two things on this show. Uh, well, multiple things. There's loads of things yeah. that, are, that are possibly controversial, but we're going to focus in on two of them. The first one is the more fun and ridiculous one, because that's what we really like, and that is the saga of Rusev. It's, and it's fitting that we're opening with the, the silly one, because I've just noticed that, like, I mean, obviously you viewers can't see this and listeners, but if we just look out the window yes. of our recording, we've just got Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard looking back at us from the show on the network yeah it's on your t- it's on your monitor and yeah. it's looking directly at us <laughs> like that's our mirror image just, like we're, we're like we're looking into the future i just caught <laughs> a wrestling podcasting when we get old yeah just all done on skype i just caught it out of the cor- i just saw it out of the corner of my eye there sorry i didn't mean to derail that it's fine it's good motivation because we're coming for you pritchard we're the better show but you do it's an excellent show it is an excellent show. Re- really enjoy it actually yeah. um, just, just take things with a pinch of salt but it is an excellent show uh so yes this is we, we so this started off when it was two ten days ago wednesday not wednesday just gone but the wednesday before wwe so after post wrestlemania week wrestlemania just happened two days ago and wwe just decided to start spunky match announcements and huge wwe returns we got like hey chris jericho kurt angle and daniel bryan are all gonna be in the 50-man battle royal and we're gonna have triple h versus john cena huge matches and then also we're gonna have Undertaker versus Rusev. So it's like, okay, that one and done thing at WrestleMania with John Cena wasn't a one and done thing. Undertaker's back for at least one more time. Imagine if this is the last match ever for The Undertaker. What a bizarre little end to his run he's had. It's, a, a, it's a, an epilogue. A, I think. Yeah, and, a, and an unnecessary epilogue. A bit like, I mean, I haven't seen um, Return of the King, but I've heard that's got a lot of pointless epilogues as well. Yeah, a few, yeah. Yeah. So. Perhaps this is this is the Undertaker's return of the king. It's like I had my retirement at WrestleMania last year, but then I came back for one for a thirty-second match with John Cena, and then I buried quite literally and possibly figuratively Rusev in Saudi Arabia. And then later on, he makes the Hob- his version of the Hobbit movies an unexpected cash grab. <laughs> yeah. So th- this was announced on the Wednesday. The following day, Rusev and Lana are getting out of their car, and TMZ sports excellent journalists as they are. are what 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 do you think about the the Vultures the match the match the Undertaker match? Yeah, but they play it up to it. They play up to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Rusev said, you know, I'm I am going to I'm I'm still in my prime. I feel like The Undertaker is a bit past his prime. And then the guy is like, are you going to retire The Undertaker? 
And Rusev goes, I don't know, Lana, am I? And Lana goes, Rusev, yes, or something to that effect. Yeah. Very campy fun. TMZ run this with the headline, Rusev, quote but not a quote, he never said anything even remotely like this, I'm going to crush Undertaker's old, uh, old ass and retire him. Because TMZ are vultures. And, uh, and Michelle McCool tweets this and goes, you know, show, effectively show some respect to you, Young ruffian, exactly. Undertaker's replying, gonna... what, re- replying to that tweet without actually listening to the interview itself, just replying to the headline. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, this is this is a pretty 2018 story <laughs> already. <laughs> yep, people getting angry about things, and then to make it even more 2018, everyone on Twitter was like, "Hey, hey, hey, well, Michelle, Michelle, cool the hell down. He's obviously just working a match." Michelle goes. I know he's. Just, I'm working. I'm working as well. We're all. We're in the wrestling business. Yeah. We've got thick skin. Well, you know, you would thought that, but apparently, according to Brad Shepard of Bodyslam.net, who broke the XFL return story late last year and a few other bits, uh, has said, well, someone in the office got worried that the Undertaker was offended, and within a day, within 24 hours, well, sorry. Within 24 hours of the original announcement, within just a few hours of Michelle McCool's tweet, Rusev had been pulled from that announced match, and Chris Jericho was now going to face Undertaker. What a bizarre few days it was. Because I'll be honest with you, the first part of this story, Rusev versus The Undertaker in a casket match, was met with me. Like, I went, what? Like, what? How, how, did you, how did we come to this conclusion? They started at 11. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. that's weird enough by itself. It's, it's universe mode on WWE. It's like 2K. It's just universe mode. Just random. Sergeant Slaughter may as well be in the match. Like, why not? Hillbilly Jim just announced Special him. Special guest for- referee. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why not? It's, it was the bizarre thing. And then the following day, it's like, oh, yeah, now Rusev's out of the match and Chris Jericho's there. And then, lo and behold... Rusev gets put back into the match, and Jericho's just back into the the Royal Rumble. What a bizarre few days it was. So that that was Tuesday this week. Rusev is just unceremoniously put back in, and uh, but this also tied into because there were reports last year that Rusev and Lana were asking for their release, and they yes. wanted to get out of the company. And then that all sort of that all sort of quietened down. And then after Rusev got taken out of the casket match at Greatest Royal Rumble, those stories came back again that, that Rusev was looking to get released. And he changed his Twitter profile. He removed all mentions of WWE, removed all pictures of himself uh, in like re- arresting and was basically just like, hey, you know, I'm, uh, there were, I think there was even something like he posted up how to book him for wrestling matches like around the world. And everyone was like, oh, my God, Rusev is leaving WWE. Then a couple of days later, he's just announced back for Greatest Royal Rumble. Yeah, so I think this is going to be a theme of 2018, mm-hmm. or at least 33, 34 through to 35. And that is, WWE go through phases of how they treat wrestling news and wrestling media that isn't their own. And that is flat out denying their existence. Mm-hmm. Then they refute everything that is said. And then they just toy with them. Yeah, well, and then I, they go back to denying the existence. I feel that there has been a, and this is perhaps this is me with a tinfoil hat on, but I do feel that this has been sort of like a memo was sent out to every wrestler that just said, reference Dave Meltzer, reference wrestling wrestling journalists, reference the dirt sheets, but in a very derogatory manner, because it just feels like in the last couple of weeks, 
a lot of people, a lot of WWE wrestlers have been mentioning the Observer and but saying like, oh, it's not, it doesn't matter, it's not important. Because um, Ricochet put out a tweet saying like, oh, this this nobody got a uh, gave Velveteen Dream his first five star match in WWE, um, and then Velveteen Dream replied to that saying like, that doesn't matter, no one cares about Meltzer, no one cares about star ratings, everyone just cares about matches. Bray Wyatt was tweeting about uh, how Dave Meltzer reported the story, like, and it, and it's barely like Dave Meltzer reporters, Dave Meltzer put something an idea has been thrown out ideas are thrown out all the time it's just a lot of them don't ever get used so i it's definitely i think that's definitely part of it i don't think you have to have a silver foil hat on for yeah. this but i also think that silver foil eh? i don't know what i'm, I'm really pricey i'm really uh you are right uh, yeah yeah with my my sil- my gold foil hats <laughs> Your platinum. Hat. That's how you stop the government getting in. <laughs> Least right. reactive material possible. That's why the ones with the tin foil hats still yeah. get brainwashed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheeple <laughs> with your um, alum, alum, aluminum, aluminum. Aluminum. Yeah. Um. Uh, but also, like, you've got the story of Brock Lesnar and Vince McMahon working people backstage. Some say even working Shane McMahon. Yeah. Because Shane McMahon. But I hear that story. And I hear, well, no, no, you're working me again. Yeah. Shane McMahon's working us by work. It's all a work, brother. And, and I, I feel I, like oh. we're going to get a lot of stories this year of stuff happening backstage. And uh, like, like the, so the, the report that Bray Wyatt referenced in the Wrestling Observer was Dave Meltzer's line, the idea has been pitched for Bray Wyatt to turn on Matt Hardy as the new leader of Sanity. That was reported four days before Sanity debuted on the opposite brand. Mm -hmm. I get from that, WWE have kind of figured out who some of Meltzer's sources are and intentionally funneling crap that way yeah and, and seeing what happens absolutely yeah i mean we talked about this with um justin Morasso of sports illustrated we i genuinely believe that he is being fed duff information on purpose things like ray mysterio will be john cena's um wrestlemania opponent ray mysterio will be um braun's tag team partner dolph ziggler's contract details i think that he is purpose purposefully being fed duff information and because it comes from sports illustrated it feels like it's a legit source uh, and then I, f- I feel really bad for, for Justin Barrasso off the back of that. And it, it, I, I thought about this the other day because it, it, it all seems to stem from the Corey Graves Booker T thing where Corey and yeah, Booker T just sort of like made up their own story. They made up this backstage heat between the two and then went on their radio and then went on Booker T's radio show to be like, hey, look, we just worked everyone. And my first reaction was like, cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah that's going to sell a ticket. Yeah, OK, like I'm cool i guess it's all quite fun though like we're we're, we're trying to we're we're, we're trying to figure out rest the world the very closed shop of wrestling and and wrestling like (laughs) you can't figure us out because we're just making stuff up that's our job we make stuff up and i've got i've got about the jbl tweet uh, the other week where he said like the reason why everything was so predictable and unpredictable in the 90s was because everyone was feeding dave Meltzer duff information problem with that tweet is if you go back and read 90s newsletters you just read that everything Dave Meltzer reported basically happened. Anyway this this particular Taker Rusev story uh, Brad Shepard said that that they found this they found out that Taker was in no way offended so they booked it back on but then a few other places have, have said 
Vince just changed his mind. Which, uh, to me, sounds more likely. Mm. It um, could be either. I, yeah. I don't think uh, one's more likely nope. than the other. Well, maybe not. So, yes, that's one bit of controversy for the, the greatest Royal Rumble. So let's go through the greatest Royal Rumble card. We won't give our predictions because... I mean, well, let's let's just give a line on each one. This is yeah. an insanely, insanely stacked card. Well, and you can tell that they are getting a lot of money for this show. Mm. This this WWE and are being paid a heck of a lot of money for this show, and because of that, they are trying to put on the biggest spectacle. Like this feels like a bigger spectacle than WrestleMania. No, at it this doesn't. Point. You reckon? That's hyperbole. You reckon? Yeah, this WrestleMania is. What, what, definitely what about WrestleMania? What about the WrestleMania card this year? Made it feel more like a spectacle than this greatest Royal Rumble. Ronda Rousey, card. Daniel Bryan's return, uh, the first match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. It's not the first match, though, is it? The, the, I know, but, but first uh, <laughs> Universal Title yeah, defense, maybe. Um, so uh, let's start with what we were just talking about: Rusev versus the Undertaker, and and this is the crazy thing: it's not just a, si- a big singles matches. A lot of them have big stipulations attached to them in a casket match. Yeah, in a casket. So Rusev's winning here, right? Well, of course not. Undertaker, I think we're both going for John Cena and Triple H in a singles match. Because yeah, 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 I guess so. And this is kind of what I mean. It's just like they just feel like they're just pulling as many names as they possibly can to make this feel. Like, I mean, they're having a fifty-man Royal Rumble for you know, you know that's an insane thing. But um, I mean, I'm, I I think Cena's winning. I would say I'd yeah. say that Cena wins. Cena wasn't even on the draft shows, the Superstar Shakeup. Well, that's a good point. And he's that, eh? on this. It just shows you how much money is involved here. Uh, yet, and I, I imagine John Cena is very over in that part of the world. Mm-hmm. John Cena and Roman Reigns seem to be very popular yeah. there. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus to be determined because Buddy Murphy failed to make weight. Really? Yes, he's a, a smidgen over two hundred five pounds. Oh, what a work! Well, it, well it's, a, it's it's a nice attention to love detail. that. That's yeah, really, really cool. good. So the speculation is Mustafa Ali is going to win the. The sort of one the, the match to crown the number one contender, mm-hmm. uh, and maybe he might even take the title there because, I mean, he's not from the Middle no, East. He's from Chicago. He's from Chicago, but, but he's got Middle East uh, heritage. Yeah, I'd that's imagine. the way they like to do things. Gender, gender uh, or gender, <laughs> gender <laughs> Mahal, gender Mahal. <laughs> the Bludgeon Brothers taking on the Usos uh, for the tag team titles. So. A lot of these matches are for titles as well. There's seven title matches on the card. I think Bludgeon Brothers got to retain there. I'd say so. Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus Cesaro and Sheamus. And this is... So we're going to get a new champion at least because this is uh, for the vacant Raw Tag Team titles. Yes, so one would assume it would be Bray and Matt. However, as we said on the SmackDown review, there is always that chance that the bar could win and then have the titles on SmackDown for... I mean, it would only be like a week or so before then you have backlash because everyone's on the on the pay-per-views together now so there is this there is an opportunity now for titles to kind of switch brands a lot more i guess usually i'd hate that but i think it does make it kind of chaotic Mm. i I quite like the sound of it as in this next match jeff hardy the united states champion on smackdown defending against raw's jinder mahal Mm. yeah i mean yeah Cool. I don't know yeah, how yeah. that's going to play out. I'm just I don't re- the the mid the Middle East is not India. So no. it's but I don't know how WWE's mindset works. I was going to say they might but not they just know that. see that part of the globe and go, well, yeah, okay, he's going over. Yeah, very well could do. But at the same time, WWE hate having people win in their home 
And maybe if they think that's his home, yeah. even though he's he's Canadian, <laughs> so it's it, what's it, going exactly. on. Exactly, it'd be interesting as well because, like, I kind of hope that Jeff retains because someone uh, pointed out to me on Twitter the other day. There have been an incredible, like, can you, the number of United States champions we've had quite recently is large and they've all had very short reigns they've all been aj styles and kevin owens and like yeah pretty much they've all had very short reigns and all of those reigns have been mostly pointless mm. like bobby Roode's reign was mostly pointless Dolph ziggler had it and then gave it up which, yeah which was pointless. <laughs> then <laughs> then you know randy had it but then he lost it so it was mostly pointless mm. then jinder won it at wrestlemania then lost it like 10 days later rendering it mostly pointless yeah, well, now maybe now's the time there's, that there's uh, something that's going to happen. Although, there is Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus The Miz versus Samoa Joe for the Intercontinental title. It's a Raw v SmackDown match. Yeah, so you've got Miz and Joe, who are, of course, SmackDown talents, and Rollins and Balor, who are Raw. So we could see Hardy lose the United States belt but a Miz or a Joe win the Intercontinental title and bring that over to SmackDown. And, you know, like... The Miz could very well do that mm, yeah, absolutely. because he, he's, he's trying to rack up the, re- the rain days. And also wanting to go back to my hyperbolic statement of it being a bigger spectacle than, than WrestleMania. This is your. This is what you've always wanted. It's a ladder match. It's oh, a, I didn't even it's see that. It's a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. This is what you've been asking for. I love ladder matches. <laughs> my lady partner hates them. She's like, just climb faster. Um, my wife yeah. can't stand them because, quote, 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 unquote, they go too long. Uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. What a laugh it would be if the title changed hands <laughs> here and they had a five-star match. <laughs> What's it, well, is it Jeddah? Jeddah's the well, Saudi Arabian I was gonna say, place, right? Maybe. I mean, tinfoil hat, silver foil hat. Vince McMahon just grabbed them before they walked out of WrestleMania and was like, you don't put on a good match, goddammit, because we've got the greatest Royal Rumble coming in Saudi Arabia. You save your five-star classic for that show, goddammit. Uh, and then if, the, if it is a five-star match, we can say, yeah, but it's not in, in Jeddah. Uh, <laughs> you know, Dave Meltzer would... T- Tokyo Dome and Jeddah, that's where Dave Meltzer likes his yeah. wrestling. <laughs> um... Uh, then Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns inside a steel cage. A a steel cage. feud that in no way needs a steel cage. Nope. But what of what of this feud? But it's a big show and a big spectacle needs a big cage match because like that. Mm. It's like it's the eighties promoter in Vince McMahon. It's just like what's the biggest match that we have? <gasps> a steel cage match. Yeah. Get the big blue cage up around <laughs> it. That'd be great. Uh, Put I, Bundy in there. I guess you can kind of say the ma- their matches often do spill outside the ring, so there's yeah. that you want to contain it. I don't know, but you know, of all the title changes, I think this there is every chance foil hat. Yeah, there's every chance that Roman Reigns could win here because he'll get a better reaction there than he would have done in New Orleans. Brock is free to move on and do whatever he wants, maybe come back for a SummerSlam match against Lashley with no title involved. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because like, the other side of it is that Lesnar can't do anything in UFC-wise anyway until he's re-entered into the USADA pool. And I don't think he's re-entered yet. And once you've re-entered, you have to be in there for six months before you can be signed on to any sort of fight. So there's like a good six to eight months there, depending on when he decides to sign up. Uh, and go back into the pool where he's not doing anything. So he might just want to work wrestling matches, WWE matches, and earn a bit of money because the ru- reported rumour is that it's not a short-term deal. It's not a long-term deal. It's somewhere in the middle. I thought you were going to say, it's the deal. It's, the deal. <laughs> it's somewhere in the middle where he's just being paid per appearance 
by WWE when and if they need him. What does that pool look like? Just loads of jacked up MMA guys yes. releasing the steroids out their system in a little paddling pool. Yeah, pretty That's much. That's what I see whenever anyone says USADA mm. uh, testing pool. And then we have, for the main event, possibly... I would have thought it was the main event. A 50-man Royal Rumble match. So that's, that is a 10-match card in total. One of those matches is easily an hour long. Yeah. Like easily, mm-hmm. even if and you go for thirty second entrance, John Cena versus Triple H, right? Oh my god, yeah, and and that's going to be a, a barnstorm. I mean, that well, that will go. No kidding, that will go at least half an hour, forty minutes. Let's have a look at the the entrance so far, as confirmed by WWE.com. Daniel Bryan, Braun Strowman, Big Show mm-hmm. making his WWE return. Kurt Angle. He doesn't wrestle very often. Chris Jericho making his WWE return. Elias Baron Corbin, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods, Apollo Crews, Shelton who's got, Benjamin. Who's got his surname again? Yes. Sin Cara, Chad Gable, Goldust, Titus O'Neil, Mojo Rawley, and Dolph Ziggler. Yes. However, if you go to WWE.com's WWE Network mm. advertisement page, you essentially can see everyone who is going to be in that Royal Rumble match because there is just a massive sea of people, and that includes everyone else who was on the card uh, and other names like Bree Zango and some other people that you can kind of spot on to there, and three or four surprise entrants that have yet to be announced officially for this because they are featured in the image. One of which, spoilers, so turn on, uh, skip forward if you don't want any spoilers here, is Rey Mysterio. You know, Who are the, the other three? The other three, um, Mark Henry. Right. He's also advertising there. Shane McMahon. Wow. And the great Carly. Of course. The great Carly is on the poster. He's just quite, he's just at the, the side there. So those are four names, four big names, big returns, I suppose you could call them. Mark Henry hasn't been in a match for, well, I can't remember the last yeah, time Mark Henry time. had a match. Hall of Famer, Mark Henry. Shane McMahon only wrestles on big four pay-per-views. Um, the great Carly hasn't been in a WWE ring for years. Obviously, came back last year for Battleground to help Jinder retain against Randy Orton in the Pajami Prison match. God, do you remember those times? Oh, the good old days, yeah, weren't was, they? Well, that was when SmackDown was the A show. <laughs> it really was. Um, and it, it was A show. It was A show. And then, yeah, and then Reg Mysterio making his long-reported WWE return. He's been rumoured to be in, co- in talks for a long time now. So, a crazy... Crazy, crazy, crazy lineup and a long card. I wonder how long it's actually going to be in I total. I do go four hours at the very least. But you might have noticed a certain type of wrestler missing from all of those mm, matches. Yeah. And that is, of course, lady people. Lady people are, yeah. Mm. Lady people are not permitted to wrestle on the show. In fact, in Saudi Arabia, lady people are not permitted to compete in sports. No. Um, lady people aren't allowed to do a lot of things mm. there. Although they are now allowed to drive. Yes, yes, that was... Uh, so apparently uh, Mohammed bin Salam, MBS, who's the crown prince over there. I think I'm getting this all right. He uh, he is trying to get... Uh, sort of Saudi Arabian morality up to Westerns morality, uh, which, in- which involves letting women do the same things that men do. Mm. Uh, and he, that's a plan for 2030, but of course, society, society change takes a, a long, long time. So yeah, it's not it's, Rome wasn't built in a day. Yeah. So, uh, but there's so there's no women on the show, and uh, also women aren't allowed to attend the event 
unless accompanied by a man. Yes. So there's all these complicated things. And even then, I think you have to go into certain sections yes. within the, yeah, yeah. the... There are there are certain permitted areas within the arena that, that women are allowed to be and other areas where they are not. Yeah. So this is... Uh, so, so that is wrong. <laughs> that is quite <laughs> objectively wrong. Yeah. Uh, you would have to work very hard to convince me that that is a good thing. Yes. Um, and I had a, a discussion with my lady partner and she was saying because she's not a wrestling fan she was like that's crazy that's crazy are you angry with WWE for doing this and I was I was in my cynicism I was just sitting there and I was like, yeah but I, I imagine they're getting loads and loads of money yeah. and she said very rightly but d- d- this is the one that you said d- keeps on doing the women's revolution stuff and all this and that's all their PR and I said yeah. and I laughed and I went yeah yeah they do do that it's, re- <laughs> it's really annoying and like I for- but I've so- because it's it's yeah. become white noise women's revolution Stephanie McMahon yada 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 it just washes over me like this thing like like how we all agree that superstar shakeup is a term that's okay to say and then you like she was saying this to me and I kind of thought no you're totally right yeah this is this is an abhorrent Hit a like hypocritical move to like I'm f- I'd, I'd almost be okay with it if you just did the show but you didn't have this narrative that you're pushing down everyone's throats all the time but to have that contradiction there of saying we're all about women's rights and really focusing on the women's division and a long overdue upgrade of women's wrestling within the promotion and then you're putting on a, a paid for event like whoring yourself out essentially like this to Saudi Arabia where, where their morals and ethics are a complete contradiction to that, it's 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 really problematic. I mean, there's a there's a sentence here that is absolutely it's, it's unreal when you sort of run out. Where did you get the uh, this sentence this is, from? This is uh, this is just from a few places. Yeah, uh, and it is also worth remembering that this is a country that imposes the death penalty on members of the LGBT community. So. Sonia Deville probably doesn't want to go over there too. Yes. I mean, she's probably not in a rush to to, to head over. Um, due to the laws being heavily influenced by the conservative, um, I mean, fair yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. It's if you're caught twice. As if you're caught. Yeah. Tw- oh, so right. everyone gets one. You get one strike. Yeah, two strikes and you're out. So it is. Uh, it is kind of incredible that WWE are trying to push themselves to this very progressive company. But yet, kind of, uh, this feels like a, a gigantic step backwards in that because they are just doing this because it, it's clearly a massive payday for everyone. But it's a massive payday for some in the company, and not everyone. At what cost? Exactly. At what cost? Like, what does this do to your reputation? Reputation to say, like, we're doing all of this for women's wrestling, but we are also doing this show where women are just not allowed on that show. It'll do nothing to their reputation. You reckon? Yeah. I mean, it'll it'll do nothing, and that's a real shame. It's it's just it's just a, a really cynical hypocritical things do yeah. it's, it's very it's very very nasty very and mean spirited and mm-hmm. it just exposes everything they say as as two sided I was going to say remember the that uh, 24 documentary they did what was it empowerment or whatever the, the nonsense they called it and they show, they were showing the footage of the, the match that they did between Sasha Banks and Alexa Bliss where everyone was chanting this is hope and you got Stephanie McMahon going like and when they chanted this is progress and I was like they're not at a progress show and they was like this is hope and she's like, it really like it drives us to do more, apart from when we go to Saudi Arabia. But then we'll do more after yeah. that. So it's and and for for everyone who's watching, going, yeah, but you know, it's wrestling, like and and there's there's credence to that. Mm-hmm. But just imagine, and this is what I keep going back to: imagine if WWE said publicly and made the same level of deal about it as they usually spend promoting them, themselves with the did you know facts and the video packages. They said, 
we were offered this and we're not going to take it. We, in fact, we are taking a public stance against countries like this or any other organisations that want paid shows who don't allow women to wrestle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine if they did that and you're like, oh, actually, no, this is more than just wrestling. That would be a huge, very noble thing to do for a very prominent company that has a, a worldwide reach. Yes. To, to, they're not going to, they're not, really interested in change because they could they could have actually probably changed something here mm-hmm. but yeah. they have not done that however tickets seem pretty reasonable <laughs> <laughs> two dollars you can get a ticket for well, but how i suppose yeah as you go say is that translated from like money translation of like how much they're oh, actually paying right, for yeah. that ticket there and but in american money that only costs you two bucks why well, the, the saudi arabian economy is really weird because a lot of uh, does, doesn't everyone get a share of the oil reserves. Oh, you're asking questions. I as do well. not so, know. I do not know. So, you, I, yeah, like, and you don't pay much tax. So, I don't know. Mm. Uh, but $80 for VIP tickets. What comes with a VIP ticket, you might ask? Free food, coffee, tea, soda, and other refreshments. Wow. That's not bad. You get to meet everyone. You get delivered to your seat. Oh, right. Okay, well, yeah. That doesn't sound too bad at all, really, does it? Well, it makes it worth it. For 80 bucks, the Wrestle Ramble will be right back after these short messages. This episode of Wrestle Ramble is brought to you in part by Patreon. For just $5 a month, you can get access to our Patreon exclusive podcast, Wrestle Ramble Extra, where Ollie and I review classic pay per views from wrestling's past. Previous episodes include Money in the Bank 2011, Armageddon 2000, Wrestle Kingdom 10, WrestleMania 25, and more. The next episode continues the WrestleMania theme with arguably the best Mania ever, WrestleMania X7, featuring the epic main event of The Rock vs. Stone Cold Steve Austin for the WWF Championship. It also has the Triple H vs. Undertaker match you're supposed to forget happened, and the gimmick Battle Royal! Your backing will get you access to all previous episodes too. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestletalk for more information. That's patreon.com forward slash wrestletalk. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's time for a few mailbag questions. Of course, this is the new format of our Saturday show, uh, because usually we used to split these things across Monday. Uh, Saturday and Monday, mm. but now we've got the separate Raw and Smackdown reviews. Uh, we're going to have this as our news and mailbag and crap gimmicks and just fun stuff show. It's a new era. Although, because we went wrong, uh, went wrong, we went long on Greatest Royal Rumble stuff, we're going to strip, uh, skip, what is wrong with me? We're going to skip straight to the mailbag first. Yeah, because Luke's malfunctioning, it seems. <laughs> uh, first, from, uh, so if you do want to send us an email, all you have to do is become a pledge hammer. Become a pledge hammer by donating to us on Patreon. Patreon uh, backers get to then send us questions which become our mailbag. Some of these mailbag questions are held over from last week, but here are some other mailbag questions we have. First up, from Marcel Drewer. Hey guys, I'm very happy for WrestleTalk's success. With the 500k day, you've managed to expand the WrestleTalk family with new members such as Grado and Joe Hendry, but still WrestleTalk feels more like a two-man show to me. Maybe that's a good thing because it creates more intimate atmosphere for me as a viewer and podcast listener. But sometimes, even before 500k day, you've mentioned on a few occasions that there are other people working at WrestleTalk. My question is, who are they? What are they doing? Do they have faces? Maybe you two can share some insights. It's it's horrible to see our faceless people <laughs> yeah. just walking around with no features it's no like that, eyes like that bit Ugh. in uh, the the black mirror episode which is a, a parody of star trek and he just like takes away her face yeah. spoilers that's a yeah. great oh, terrifying moment it's horrible it's yeah. horrible to see someone yeah so i mean that's all we can answer really <laughs> uh no it's myself and luke uh and we we've got two editors yes. who also edit stuff for us we don't often see them though we just send the, our videos off into the they ether. work remotely basically it's just you and i in the studio mm. 80 to 90 percent of the time and uh and then, yeah, like like you said, we've we've that because we were kind of aware that any additions to the channel would annoy people. Any change to the channel, I'm 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 really scared about changing the set. <laughs> we're, we're planning on changing the Wrestle Ramble set. Do you know what? It's so funny. So Vinny Shway, the guy who does like those uh, the gifts and those mm. little short videos He's you see really on good. Twitter, very good. He uh, sent across one that he did that was based on the very first videos that we did, the WrestleMania 33 prediction videos. And there's a point at the end of the video where you say hey you know if you like luke being here let us know in the comments share and you know like the video because we'd like to do more things and then you and this is more or less a quote i know the general reaction on youtube when something is different is to instantly dislike it but try and give this a chance yes well <laughs> it's it's most people's and my own sometimes uh default position to anything <laughs> like when i saw something to something else Some, to wrestle something with, else to wrestle something else to wrestle with I was like, no, oh, I don't like this. They haven't changed anything. And I realised the only thing they've changed is that I can now see them. <laughs> that it's not a podcast going into my ears. Yeah. Like, Ugh, what if, why have they changed this? They haven't changed anything. So, yes. But so, you know, you just got to step back from that, take a breath and realise that it's uh, it's fine. But, yeah, that's why uh, they're, they're not like 
here. They're, they're more like personalities. Yeah. In the in the expanded universe. Yeah. In These the, are the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Right here, this is Iron Man and Captain America. Yeah, everyone, everyone else is just Hawkeye. Yeah, Hawkeye and. Uh, Vision. I can't remember her name. Black Widow. No, no, lower than that. <laughs> Scarlet Witch. No, lower, lower than, than that. that. Lower than that. Why? Well, I, I can't. Uh, um, um, something oh, um, Hill. Maria, Maria Hill. Hill. Yes, <laughs> they're Maria. all Maria Hill. Uh, from Adam Gibbons, with you guys just doing a collaboration with Wrestling with Regret, would you consider doing other collab type videos with other wrestling YouTubers in the future? I know a lot of us would like to see you guys do something with the Cultaholic chaps. A friendly prediction war, if you will. Best two out of three. Anyway, keep up the hard, uh, hard work. Appreciate all the content you guys have put out lately. Easily my favourite channel. That's from Adam. Oh, thank you very much, thank you Adam. Adam. Uh, yes. No, well, they're smelly. Yeah, well, <laughs> we would. Uh, it's, you know, these cross-promotional things are always a nightmare to book. Yeah. Who do you put over? Exactly. Just look at the invasion. Yeah. Oh, it's just... <laughs> the nightmare they had booking that thing because they really wanted to put clashing. WCW over yeah. in that feud. Like the, the, I'm, ju- I'm thinking New Japan, All Japan, WWF co-promoted shows in the early 90s. Mm. How, do you, how do you book that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, they'd be, that'd be very nice. Dan McBride of Frankenstein um, has said, or it is Dan McBride, isn't it? Or is it yes. John, John, John McBride. Oh, I, don't, I, can't I think it's John McBride. I do apologise. I've written, I don't know because his email address is just McBride. Danny McBride. That's where I've got confused because I've written Danny McBride. It's John McBride of Frankenstein. John Cena has won a lot of people over, but remember, he buried Damien Sandow. That is unforgivable, in my opinion. The way it happened was so over the top. Just had to vent about that. Now to the modern day. How is the best way to <laughs> read these questions? No, how was the best way to reintroduce... It's not even related to his question. <laughs> how was the best way to reintroduce Dean Ambrose after the brand split? I still think the best way is to have him turn on Roman and Seth, since I know WWE don't want to turn Roman. Uh, he should come back and cost them something big, but how do? You, but what do you think? Love you guys. Hashtag Swap Nation. Hashtag Pledgehammer. Hashtag Dollar Fifty. Hashtag More Ramble Than Ever. Oh, nice one. Thank you, Dan McBride. I think it's also worth remembering that John Cena didn't bury uh, Damien Sandow. Damien, bu- Damien Sandow buried Damien <laughs> the, Sandow. The booking buried Damien Sandow, really. It wasn't like John Cena was just like, mm, no, well, I'm just going to bury this chap right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to shoot on him, <laughs> not let him successfully cash in his money in the bank. Yeah. Because that's how it went down. Wasn't it? Was saying, yeah. But I remember that being a pretty decent match. It was a great I match. I was really yeah. into it. And it was the kind of match where I didn't expect Damien Sandow to... To, to win yeah because didn't he call it out in advance I think he might have done yeah it was something like that so so I yeah John gave him a lot in that match certainly did um, and yeah but to uh, the so question. Dean Ambrose what is the best way I mean everyone in the shield is, is currently a heel no a face Steady. and the only guy who hasn't turned heel is the one who needs to turn heel the most I don't like. It's weird how little I miss Dean Ambrose. It's bizarre, isn't it? Considering that the one of the big WrestleMania matches was meant to be Dean versus mm. Seth, and I, I was super into their team, like all the yep. reluctant fist bump stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm actually I'm almost sort of glad it was um, Rollins, Balor, and oh, right. and um, and Miz. No, I think Rollins and and Dean would have been a, a better match, just from the emotion, mm. the history yeah. there. Uh, I. 
I don't know. I'm a bit uninspired about Dean. I'd imagine him coming back and turning on Seth is the most sensible option, I guess, because that was the direction they wanted to take it in anyway. So just rather just pick up the pace and you just turn into a a storyline that, hey, like I was gone. The first thing you did was find a new friend. Mm -hmm. I'm clearly nothing to you. Um, And maybe do it that way. But but not as wacky Dean. Not as wacky Dean. Sort of psychotic Dean is what I want to see. Craig Roberts writes, with Alberto El Patron no longer with Impact Wrestling, could you see him returning to either WWE or signing with New Japan or Ring of Honor and being part of the Bullet Club show all in in September? I I, I can't see his lifestyle and track record fitting in with New Japan no, or Ring not. of Honor. No. And and then by extension Bullet Club either. It's just you know like he's he's no showed a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of controversy and even even if he's totally blameless for all of it you got to look at a guy as a promotion and go, I don't, I don't even want the headache. Yeah, exactly. And from what I understand about New Japan, it is quite a an honour-based thing. Like, they're, they're very respectful of each other. I don't... Th- and I'm sure Alberto's very respectful to people in real life, but I, I just can't see getting him getting past the the sort of image that that's been created about him and by him i suppose mm. uh wwe i think he's going to go back there because vince mcmahon loves yeah. his act so yeah the story is that vince mcmahon loves alberto and you know that's why he was he's got his second run essentially mm. and you know won the united states championship on his first night back um but it, it it wasn't a run that particularly worked that was the mex america run wasn't it with, oh um, my god with zeb coulter so I could see Alberta going back to WWE. Would I want to see him go back? There was a different matter. Um, I think I'm kind of over the Alberto thing, to be oh, honest. Oh, yeah. 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 Kevin Chappell writes, I had a mouth-watering concept to ask you guys about in the mailbag. Sort of a band- fantasy booking warfare scenario. How would you guys feel about a four... You right? Oh, sorry, yeah. you're listening. I thought you were like looking puzzled. Uh, how would you guys feel about a four-person stable featuring Braun Strowman, Authors of Pain, and Shayna Baszler? I personally would love to see the chaotic meat fest these people would create together. Perhaps it's a bit much to ask, but I'd love to see it happen personally. Anyway, thanks to you, Ollie, and the WrestleTalk crew for the amazing work you do in all formats. I truly love you guys in a very platonic and non-creepy way. What's wrong with totally not platonic and very creepy <laughs> exactly bring back the very creepy forms of love <laughs> that's what i say so how would you feel about a uh, team of braun Strowman, oh, the author's pain and shana baszler i would feel very down on it i'm sorry kevin yeah uh, i think that's a terrible idea do you remember it's a really bad idea it's just it's too much none of them need each other yeah they'll cancel each other out in similarities you remember when punk was on colt cabana's podcast and he was talking about how he effectively came up with the shield yes. and because wwe came up to him and said hey we want to put you uh, in a faction and they said like and here's I can't remember who else was in the team but they said like Big Show is going to be your your big guy in the in the thing and if it's not Big Show then it'll be Kane and Punk was like I'm not really down for either of those ideas and I remember listening to that being like that would have been awful yeah. like Punk and Big Show or Kane don't I, that, that, it doesn't feel right to me and then his idea instead was to bring up three guys from NXT uh, Dean Ambrose Seth Rollins and um, Cassius Ono that was his three original picks then they said no we're not doing Cassius but we will do Roman instead um, seen Cassius Ono's in Progress's Super Strong I, style tournament. I did not know. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. DJ Death, uh, in your review, I like this question. In your review of the NXT TakeOver New Orleans ladder match, you both proclaimed it was perfection in not so few words. Yet when Ollie whipped out the douchebag scale, it wasn't five stars. Question is, what would have made it five stars? Maybe move it to Japan? Jeddah. 
<laughs> Saudi Arabia. That's that right. would make it a five star. <laughs> DJ Death. Don't call out a man's inconsistencies <laughs> in regard to his star ratings. It depends on so many things. Maybe the thing that would have made it. So I gave it four and a half, I think. I think so, yeah. Yeah, so uh, maybe if I had a, a chocolate cake before watching it. Mm-hmm. These are the sort of things, the physiological things that affect my mood. I Honestly, my honest answer is not having a ladder and getting rid of four of the people. Well, fair enough. I, yeah, I just say, yeah. like, my, my personal taste, this is a subjective uh, thing. I love ladder matches. I keep talking about it. But like... Do I think ladder matches, a seven-man ladder match, is the pinnacle of the wrestling art form? No, I don't. Dave, but, Mel- uh, Dave Meltzer does. Well, yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> but I uh, like you know another kind of match. Uh, what would would be like? I you know, I it would have to be. Yeah, I mean, Dave Meltzer's well more versed in these things. Mm. Uh, we're, we're getting down into the nitty gritty. But my personal preference is for singles matches with really good stories going into it. Well, it's kind of like we said in the in the Wrestle Kingdom 12 that, that the, the four-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion was an awesome, awesome match. But actually, I think I would have preferred it if it was just Osprey and Skrull. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let's make this the last one because we've got to go home. I'm sending you to go home. Okay. Uh, Paul E. Dangerously German. When the Vinster finally kicks the bucket, do you think that Triple H will have enough sway and control, given shareholders, the rest of the family, etc., to really produce a big pay-per-view just like NXT TakeOver New Orleans? This is from last weekend. Uh, NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Would it really get enough commercial interest to make it viable? Whatever your answer, why? So you mean like a main roster pay-per-view yes. in the style so of NXT? What he's essentially asking is like when Vince hands over control to Triple H and Stephanie, will would he have enough sway to be able to put on an NXT caliber show on the main roster? That's an interesting one. I don't know. Like it could go either way because you don't know how much Triple H really believes. Like is Triple H doing NXT, presenting NXT because he feels like that's the way wrestling should be presented or is he doing it because he's catering for us yes like he could he could sit back and think oh my my perfect wrestling is tna from 2009 but that's not what i that's not the edict i've been given to deliver mm. uh, so i don't know it'd be interesting to see i think the more time you spend on the main roster the more you get the more Kool-Aid you drink and I think Triple H, by the time he takes over everything, if he takes over, he'll be more in the current way of doing things than not. I wonder if, yeah, very little will change. I mean, we're going to see... I, I've, I know that one of the uh, stories is that he really doesn't like Kevin Dunn, and that he doesn't, and apparently Stephanie doesn't either. The, yeah, it's that like there are other sides of the political rift. Yes, yeah. because they don't like so they don't like the way that Kevin Dunn directs shows. So it's almost like as soon as they take over, in theory, he will be out and a new director will come in. So the shows might look different. So they won't have the constant cutting or the constant zooming. So that that might disappear. Will we see like the more metal influences that from Triple H because that's what he does in NXT? But that's clearly a very much a Triple H thing. Yeah, like having live bands play these shows. That's which is great. Which it is great because it, it does feel like a, this sort of like gritty underground thing. But so is Best of Both Worlds. <laughs> exactly. Why can't all the superstars sing songs like that before each pay per view on Maybe, the stage? Yeah, exactly. So it's 
it'll be very interesting to see i mean like the the story is at the moment that one of the things he's doing down in nxt is building his crew he's building his inner circle so that when he does if he takes over he could just move that inner circle up to the main roster and they can kind of take over things fascinating it is fascinating yeah because that, and that is Shawn michaels um sort of doing training it's michael cole directing commentary it's um uh what's his name um former impact guy jeremy borash mm-hmm. um kind of sort of like doing creative style things and even like you've got the british guys jim smallman say, and i was gonna say the, the progress guys and the progress that he's kind of like working william with regal. william regal like so there's he's kind of building this and when i look at that crew and i'm like that's a, that's a cool looking crew because mm. apparently like the this uh, one of my favorite moments from nxt last year was done by uh, jim smallman um, which was the Pete Dunne going back to help Mustache Mountain, but just grabbing his title and running away. And it was a, it was a wicked moment because the crowd totally bought into Pete Dunne going back to help. And he just went, ah, now nah, I'm all right, mate, and just and, and walked off. And the crowd it got a lot of hate for that. And it was great. And apparently that was that you know it it was an outside force booked mm. there. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it. Uh, not not Vince dying. No. No, but tri- Triple H. But there's also the Stephanie equation there. Like, you know, would she actually have more sway and and just slap Triple H down? No, stay in NXT. NXT's your toys. These exactly. are my toys. We want the best of both worlds up on here. We went longer on that intro than yes, I had intended. Sorry. But before you do... Luke's the, the one saying, hey, man, we got to get out of here first. <laughs> no. Oh, by the way, tell me all about your week, your weekend in intense detail. Also, and then let's talk at, a, at great length about a movie-based thing when we just said earlier in the show, this is a wrestling podcast yes. where we're not going to talk about movies too much. I feel much. like it's a wrestling show. Mm. But the the bits around we can talk it's a it's a Luke and Ollie podcast. Yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Also, like just think of it as like the musical interlude in a mm. WrestleMania show when you have Kid Rock doing a fifteen minute performance. Uh before we do uh go into it though, I do have an iTunes review Ooh. left by someone who is an Android user and therefore cannot leave ah. an iTunes review. And this is from a the u- silent masses. Those this- poor people. From a user called Buttered Toast. Buttered Toast. Uh, It's an Ed, Ed, Eddie quote. Is it? I think so. Uh, Well, their icon may also be an Ed, Ed, I don't know. I I never watched Ed, Ed, Eddie. I'm with you, man. That's uh, Cardinal Network days. It was just, it was after, well after my time. You're more of a Johnny Bravo era. I was a Johnny Bravo era. um, uh, Rocco's Modern Life. I suppose is that Nickelodeon? Um, so those things, and then Dexter's Laboratory came uh, that, after that, that. Again, that came, that was that was after Power, Powerpuff Girls. That was after. Yeah, that was all me. No, a couple was... of years, man. There's only a couple of years in it. But, I know, uh, man. But like, yeah. I'm I'm more Doug, man. It wasn't. It was a bloody awful show. But Hey Arnold, however, Hey Arnold. Now that that was a show. If if I go Hey like that to anyone, immediately in my head. Move it, football head. Hey, Arnold! We've got to get on with the show! So, Butter Toast has emailed in to say, Hello, Luke, I have an Android phone and listen to the podcast on CastBox because I can't leave you a guy's an iTunes review. I'll leave a short one here. He's obviously given us five stars. WrestleTalk podcast, nobody does it better. That's not true. WrestleTalk is the cream of the crop. The cream will rise to the top of the hill to one mil. Ooh, yeah. That's from Butter Toast. 
Cheers, butter Cheers, toast. Cheers, butter toast. Thank you. Pop. Thank you very much. Uh, we should probably just leave it there, actually. That's oh, yeah. the go home. That's yeah. the go home, yeah. I mean, we can't top that. Can't really come no, no, no. We no. could talk about Red and Stimpy if you wanted. It was another classic. Yes. Yep. That was good, but we're not going to do that. No. We will see you all on Monday. Oh, Tuesday. For raw. But if you are a Patreon backer, you will hear us again over the weekend when we release Ramble Club. That is bold words because that's the thing we now have to record. Yes, but we are going to try and finish it today. Okay. okay. Yeah. But we'll see you on Tuesday. Love you. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.